This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, Season 2. It's a radio show and podcast about the goings-on in our region under the new normal. I'm producer Gary Farrow. Standing proudly in the centre of Cambridge for well over a century is the Cambridge Town Hall. Built in 1909, it used to contain offices for the Cambridge Borough Council, as well as a library. Over the years it played host to many theatrical and musical performances, civic events, weddings, film screenings and local dances. It was even an emergency hospital during the 1918 influenza epidemic. The Cambridge Town Hall has served thousands upon thousands of people in its life so far. But now it needs help. It is no longer fit for purpose as its facilities are limited by modern standards and it also requires major earthquake strengthening work. I arrived in Cambridge on a rainy Friday morning. The town was full of hustle and bustle. Cambridge is so much bigger now than it was back when the town hall was constructed. So it makes sense that it is receiving attention from the recently formed Cambridge Town Hall Trust. I entered the building to meet the trust chair. Yeah. Um, Amanda, I don't know if there's even any cheese. <laughs> Sit on the stick. Yep, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just first off, I'd like you to introduce yourself and um, yeah, your background. Sure. <laughs> um, so uh, my name's Kirsty Johnson and I am um, a chartered accountant living in Cambridge. Uh, I work for Shelley Tweedy and Associates. Uh, and I am the chair of the Cambridge Town Hall Community Trust. How did you first become associated with the Cambridge Town Hall? It obviously has, it means a lot to this community and you've lived here a few years, so 
Uh, yeah, how have you come to know the Cambridge Town Hall? Yeah, so I've lived here for about uh, 14 years, I think now, um, and still not a local yet, because it takes a long time to become a local in Cambridge. <laughs> um, but um, early in my time here, I joined the Cambridge Brass Band, and they uh, tend to do a lot of some concerts and things in the hall, and a lot of um, events with the Anzac Day armistice, that sort of thing. Um, so those have always been in and around the town hall. Um, interestingly enough, we never played on the town hall stage because the acoustics are so bad that the sound goes straight up into the rafters rather than out into the audience, so that's a bit interesting. Um, we actually played in, in front of the stage, down on the floor. Uh, so, yeah. But I've also done other things in the town hall, like I've been to chamber long lunches and I give blood here every so often when I can. Um, we've had, I had a relaunch here uh, with a business that I worked for uh, that rebranded. So yeah, I think it's just a, and of course uh, with the Christmas festival, the things that happen here quite often, the model train shows and things. So yeah, just a, a nice place that the community kind of can gravitate towards. When you put it like you do, I think of over even recent years, there have been so many events here, such a variety of events, um, but the situation has changed a bit now. This is the first time in quite a while that I've been in the Cambridge Town Hall and it's seeming very, very clean and tidy but quiet. <laughs> it is quiet and I think... You know, with COVID going on, that, that's had a, a big impact on the number of events and things that have been held in the hall. But actually the hall's not really, it's not really fit for purpose anymore. So there's a lot of, um, yeah, there's work to be done in the hall to make it a place that the community can actually come and spend time and hold their events here again. When did that become apparent? When was the sort of tipping point when Cambridge Town Hall needed uh, investment and some TLC to keep being a, a viable venue? Yeah, so maybe um, <clears throat> back in maybe 2014, somewhere around there, um, some of some lovely, passionate people from the community uh, realised that the town hall wasn't being used and needed a bit of an upgrade to make it fit for the future. Um, and they got together and sort of uh, created their own group uh, to to try and upgrade the town hall and make it, you know, rejuvenate it. <clears throat> um, and eventually they came to the, um, they went to the council and, and got a trust, um, suggested that the council develop a trust, uh, which the council agreed to. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I think um, just from some passionate people in the community, um, this whole project has begun really. So, um, Back in 2018, I think, they managed to get in front of council and get $4.4 million set aside in the 10-year budget, um, or in the 10-year plan. And, plan. Um, and so I think from that point, then it became, you know, a need to create the trust and things. Mm. Now, in respect to the town hall, $4.4 million <laughs> is a lot, but it's also not. That's right, it's not going to go far. <laughs> So uh, we have some big plans over the sort of the next 12 to 24 months to try and um, do some repairs and maintenance on the, on the town hall itself. But there is a big, bigger project that is going to take a lot more than the $4.4 uh, million. 
and I guess some of that will be funded by the Waipa District Council, hopefully, and there will be a great number, a great deal of fundraising to do. What are the core challenges and problems being faced by the Town Hall at the moment? I mean, we know it's not really designed as an auditorium, at least for uh, mic'd up um, events. Um, and it looks, it looks great in here. There's a huge amount of space. There's a little bar here. Um, there's a kitchen back there. Um, yeah, little, uh, you know, the big stage and the cool um, entrance office at the front there. And all, of course, there's the buildings built off to the sides as well, which were built onto it over the years. Um, but what is it lacking which is, which is preventing it from being what it could be? Yeah, I think, I mean, our biggest challenge probably <clears throat> is the fact that the town hall was built in 1909, so it's, it's 100 and, is that 113 years old now. And the population in Cambridge is actually much, much bigger than it was in that time. Um, so it sits right in the centre of Cambridge town. And, um, but it's not fit for the community to use um, as a big meeting space anymore for the size of our community. But, uh, so we held a, a strategy session um, in, back in February where we invited eight, uh, a number of groups from around the Cambridge community. Um, but 18 of them uh, had representation at that meeting and they sort of brought through a lot of the key themes that are, uh, are a challenge for us, I guess. Um, so the first one of those is the kitchen. So the kitchen's not suitable for caterers, um, which means if you hold your event here, then caterers have to bring food in and heat it up, um, which is not ideal, obviously. Um, so the hall doesn't have its own liquor licence, um, so that's something that we're looking to address. Um, which means that if you hold an event here, you have to get your own liquor licence, which may or may not come through. Um, there's no technology in the town hall, so no Wi-Fi, no projection screens, no sound systems. <clears throat> um, and we are lucky enough, I think, at the moment to have um, systems that we rent from the Chamber of Commerce. But um, going forward, that's something that we'll certainly be working on. So this kitchen here, you said basically caterers just have to reheat their food. That's basically less than a community hall has. Like a small, a small community hall will have a, a kitchen in which you can actually prepare meals. Yeah. But that, there isn't that here? Uh, not really. So, I mean, there is a kitchen. You can probably cook a little bit, but it's not suitable for caterers. Mm. So, I mean, that means that's one of the first um, big projects on our list is to actually upgrade that so then people can have their events here. What do you think are the big changes which are going to happen here in the next while? What are, what are the Trust's plans? Yeah, so we're still working on them. There's two parts to our role, really. <clears throat> so the first part is around activation, so um, making the town hall somewhere that people can hold their events, um, and that's what we're working on at the moment. So we have some plans to, <clears throat> to upgrade uh, the Victorian room, which is the side um, on Victoria Street. 
um, upgrade that so that it can be meeting room space. Um, we're planning to put some a kitchen in there, a smaller kitchen, not a not a caterer fit kitchen. Um, so is that the current smelly room that I can see over correct. there? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> correct. So that room is the first on the on the list, um, and then we'll move over to this other side, uh, the Edwardian room, and. Um, yeah, the plan is to upgrade the kitchen and things in there. So, so we have um, managed to uh, work with the council to secure a reasonable budget to to do those, make those changes. Um, but then, of course, the second part of our our role is to really rejuvenate the town hall, and that means it may look somewhat different to what it looks like now. Um, so we're working quite closely with heritage, people like Heritage New Zealand and um, the Cambridge community. So we're quite um, one of the uh, ethos of the trust is just working really close with the community to make sure that we are doing things that they want us to do and not just going off on our own tangent to do what we want. Uh, so we're quite committed to engaging with the community throughout the process of upgrading the town hall and really rejuvenating it to breathe life into the space. So by it looking different, you would particularly mean inside because outside there would be regulations about maintaining the look of the facade, wouldn't there? Yeah, so the, um, the building is actually a Category 2 uh, heritage building, uh, which means that there are, I'm not exactly sure what that entails at the moment, but it means that we are working with Heritage New Zealand to make sure that any changes we do make are in keeping with the character of the building and you know, making sure that they're happy with those. We spoke about the building's recent history before the sort of events which have happened here, but of course it goes a lot further back, doesn't it? It's had a lot of um, historic events here um, that have meant a lot to Cambridge and to the Waikato. Mm -hmm. um, I believe we've had royalty here um, on numerous occasions. Yes, I believe that's true. And you know, the facade out the front um, looked quite different at one time too. So the, the piazza that's currently there um, hasn't always been there. That's a, a somewhat recent development. So yes, I mean, we had, uh, we had some representatives from the iwi in a few weekends ago and they were talking about their experiences, you know, up in the gallery where they've, they built a movie theatre at one point. So, um, and coming into the town hall to vote and... You know, it's just there are so many memories in this hall, and and it really does go back a long way. So it's an important part of of the Cambridge community. Mm. Um, how did the trust come together? Because it's been a, you know, I've been following the story of the town hall for six or so years now, quite closely, um, and it's taken a while for a, a, a movement to sort of come together to really take the town hall forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how did, that, um, how did that process play out? So uh, that, that group of passionate people that I talked about before, um, so they got the trust approved uh, through council and then what they did was they um, had a consultant come in and she basically um, worked through the process to develop the trust and so I think late in 2020 or in early 2021 they um, had a recruitment process and so trustees, potential trustees were able to apply and then they shortlisted and took um, everybody through a panel um, interview type process um, and then 
Yeah, so uh, the Trust came together for their first meeting in February 2021, and it took us until April to actually sign the Trust deed and become the Trust. Um, but the Trust has been basically modelled on a on a, a similar situation uh, with Go Waipa in the Waipa District Council, uh, where they, they run the Cambridge pools and the Tiamudu pools. And so, so the whole Trust is modelled on that. And then uh, over the last year, we've been working with the Waipa District Council uh, to develop a lease and service agreement. And so we're just on the, on the peak of uh, sealing that deal. And uh, that's just going through the signing process at the moment. And the trust takes over the hall on the 1st of July. Exciting. So just around the corner. It is. There's a lot of work to do, actually, in that time. And I think that's one of the things that we've realised is that if we want to get things done... Um, we're going to need to staff ourselves up and actually get some resource. So up until this point, the trust has been quite operational, um, but that needs to be something that uh, moves over time because really the, the trustees are all voluntary people and they are very passionate about the Cambridge Town Hall, uh, but a lot of them have full-time jobs and things that they also need to think about. So yeah, we'll be looking, looking for staff in the near future. So uh, what will the sort of roles of staff potentially be? Yeah, so at the moment we have, um, uh, we're currently working with Destination Cambridge who manage all of the bookings and the day-to-day administration for the town hall. Uh, So we're looking to extend that for another year, um, out to July, uh, sorry, the end of June 2023. Um, But alongside that we also are looking for potentially a project manager to to look at those repairs and maintenance and that sort of stuff. And then also a CEO or a a manager type role to actually manage the way that we brand the town hall um, and the way that we take ourselves forward into the future. So we've got some quite special skills required there, particularly for a project manager. We're talking like a civil engineer, basically. Yeah, not my area of expertise, unfortunately, but yes, they are both very skilled kind of roles. Um, So yeah, I'm sure there will be people out there that have those skills and and feel the passion that we feel for the Cambridge Town Hall. Mm. How does it feel for you, Kirsty, specifically as a as a um, employed person um, to be having this this position as chair of the Cambridge Town Hall Heritage Trust um, about to really take off it's a, it's yeah. it's a lot on your plate isn't it it is it's a big um, it's a big responsibility actually and it's and it's important though to make sure that it's right for the community because could do whatever I like but actually it's not about me <laughs> so yes I mean it's a big job but it's one that's really exciting like uh, I, I've thought numerous times about the amount of the workload that, that goes on and you know how it would be much easier just to go and pull off but actually wh- why would you when there's such a big you know there's a big project ahead of us and imagine if somebody you know I want to look at these changes in the future and see them and and know that I was part of that big change. Mm. So it's a very cool position to be in. Yeah, because as you say, it's not all about you, but you you feel a lot for this building, don't you? Absolutely. There's a lot of emotion wrapped up in this. It's such an iconic building for for Cambridge and it holds such a, I don't know, I mean, you talk to anybody in the community and they, everybody has a story about the town hall and the time they've been here and there, there is just such passion around the community for it. 
There are not many communities in New Zealand that have a fully intact town hall like this, are there? Uh, no, and there's a few down uh, south um, that have been upgraded and, and repurposed and, you know, they have been brought back to life. So, I mean, we'll be looking to things like that and uh, we've done some, we've used some case studies from um, places over in England and, you know, those sorts of things to try and look at what our future might look like. So, yeah, it's exciting. Mm, fantastic. Anything else you want to add for the moment, Kirsty? Uh, not really, I don't yeah. think. Maybe just watch out for us, keep your eye on us, tell us what you want because, I mean, if you don't put your ideas forward and things, then, yeah, we won't know, I guess. Mm. Will there be um, community meetings or anything like that, like sort of panels which people can get along to to um, have their input? Yeah, absolutely. So we have an engagement strategy, which I believe will kick in after that July date. We will have, um, there'll be lots of opportunities for the community to engage with us and, yeah, put their ideas forward. Mm, very exciting, very nice. Awesome, thank you so much, Kirsty. No really appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikatoa. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.